EGIF uh, podcast. We're here with Adam Culver, the director of golf at Laguna Lenco in Vietnam. Good afternoon, Adam. Good afternoon, Eric. How are things in Vietnam now? Oh, things are good. It's obviously fairly slow, but the weather has been fantastic. <laughs> good. Adam, why don't you give a little background, uh, your background before you uh, came to Vietnam, uh, what uh, golf activities you were involved in? Um, so I've, uh, I've kind of been involved in uh, various areas of the golf industry over the last 22 years, um, starting in Canada. Um, I had a kind of a superintendent background and a degree in um, golf club management. Um, throughout my entire career, though, I've often worked um, the turf departments in the morning, golf operations or clubhouse operations in the evenings. Over the last few years, I was uh, based at uh, Jumeirah Golf Estates in Dubai, where I was part of the development team to build and construct and open the facility. And then I was uh, the director of golf at Nirwana Bali Golf Club in Indonesia. Um, four years before I came to Vietnam, I was the vice president of golf, overseeing the development and construction and opening of Cabot Links and Cabot Cliffs in Canada. And the last three years I've been here as the director of golf, overseeing um, some restoration work and some upgrades to Laguna Lanco. Fantastic. Well, you got a lovely property uh, there uh, at Laguna Lanco. Can you describe for listeners the, in terms of the facilities, the ownership and the, the membership composition and the composition of your golfers? Uh, yeah, so we're the, uh, we're the first fully integrated um, resort in Vietnam. So it's, a, it's an international ownership committee. Um, and then it's managed and operated by the Banyan Tree Group. So we have a Banyan Tree Hotel, which consists of about 65 private villas. Beside that, we have an Exana Hotel, which is more your traditional um, beachside uh, five-star resort that has about 260 rooms. And then we have the Laguna Park townhomes, which are um, kind of like golf villas along the 18th hole. And then in the middle of the resort is a, our Cernic Faldo signature designed 18-hole golf course. Fantastic. So what's the current situation with COVID-19 uh, where you are and in, in Vietnam in general? Yeah, Vietnam, obviously, uh, bordering China, uh, everyone anticipated that there would be a, a bigger impact um, with with regards to the number of cases. But the, the government's been very um, decisive and very swift to close down international borders and to locate and isolate any uh, any cases they've had. So uh, business was slowly shutting down for us as um, China being the, the largest uh, inbound tourism market, which closed down in February immediately when uh, cases were starting to, uh, to build in China. And then secondly, for us, our second largest market, uh, Korea, um, once they started to experience uh, an outbreak, the, the government also um, halted all flights and travel between uh, Korea and Vietnam. And then once it spread into uh, Europe and America, um, they did start to see a little bit of a second wave of people returning from European nations or, uh, or North America. So as of um, April 1st, Vietnam's um, suspended all uh, inbound travel and that's a nationwide lockdown of all non-essential services. Um, their, their main goal, and, and they've been very successful at it, is they've, uh, they've kind of stomped it out before there was an outbreak. So they've been very proactive. Uh, and we're hoping that in a few weeks or months, we'll be uh, starting to open up domestic business again. Um, and we'll see when international business starts to flow. That's interesting. So 
a lot of courses now are dealing with having no golfers and uh, what to do and how to maintain the golf course. What are you doing specifically at your club? Are you fully staffed? Are you partially staffed? Are you doing basic maintenance? Are you taking the opportunity to do some work? What's the status yeah. of the golf course? Yeah, we we, uh, we could kind of see a little bit of it coming back in um, early February. So we'd put together a, a five-phase plan of austerity measures based on if things got worse. Um, it seemed like every two weeks we were hitting the next phase of the, those levels. Um, starting with overall club operations, we kind of identified areas that were essential and non-essential. So um, retail and food and beverage and um, like caddy services, those were um, scaled back 50% as we started to close down international travel. But now we've, we've shut them down 100%. Um, and those staff right now are just clearing off all their bank to bank time over our peak season. And once that finishes, they'll be back to work, um, modified duties, helping out with other areas, mainly landscape and the turf departments. But with the turf department, we obviously, uh, we feel that we can't really reduce our scope of works um, um, below 50% of normal, normal activities. So once we officially closed on uh, April 1st to suspend all, all services to the public, we've uh, actually just taken a very um, aggressive approach to our spring aeration program. Um, we're going wall to wall with full core aerations and verticutting top dressing. So we're trying to take advantage of the, the slowdown. You, you always wish you could close for a few weeks, but um, financially it's difficult to sell that. To your ownership so now that we've been forced to uh, to shut down we're we're kind of um into a, a fairly aggressive um spring cleanup so you have been allowed to continue to work um uh within uh, maintenance as you see fit based upon um, obviously social distancing and, and proper covid19 practices yeah so we've um We've got staff accommodation, uh, not on site, but very close by that we provide uh, shuttle services for them. So working with the local authorities, we came up with um, some some uh, social distancing standards that they were quite happy with. Um, we'd started a lot of these before we were forced to uh, or before we were um, shut down. So we had, um, you know, six feet, two meters between everybody on the bus. We were taking temperature checks and um health declaration forms of all associates and guests and then we also before they entered any buses or transportation and then we also were checking everybody again before they entered the resort um, we provided masks and hand sanitizer for two months to anybody that um that felt that they they wanted to uh to use that and it obviously was mandatory upon entering the resort um so yeah we've been very uh and the staff's been very um supportive of any initiatives we put forward for extra protocols and extra um, kind of hygiene standards. And obviously for the maintenance side, working on the course, it is a very uh, social distancing job um, um, at normal, normal capacity, often just a few people uh, on a golf hole at a time. Right. And so essentially you've been able to retain most of your staff uh, and continue to, to work on the golf course. Uh, yes, yeah, so we, we haven't uh, we haven't laid off or um, any staff yet. We've uh, obviously reduced um, hours, and we've we're you know we're actually fortunate for us here in Vietnam. We've just finished our peak season, so we're right. going into our we're going into our shoulder season and low season, where um, all the staff have obviously banked up a lot of time in lieu uh, over the winter and overtime. So 
we typically are clearing that off now anyway. Um, so from a business timing standpoint, um, for this region, it's uh, it's not as detrimental if it had been um, six months ago. Yeah, it is good timing. Uh, certainly other places are hitting their core time, so you've got uh, that benefit. Um, yeah, I know, I know in North America, courses are being, they're delaying their openings, um, and they've only got four to five months to, to actually generate any business. So losing two months can be, you know, a third to half of your, your revenue for the year. Well, in your home co country of Canada, this is a, a vital short, um, a short period of time. Yeah, for for Canada, they're gonna they do eighty percent of their revenue in kind of June till August. So um, if they lose that window, it's a uh, it's pretty devastating. But for us being open year round in Central Vietnam, um, mm -hmm. losing two or three months is uh, is um, if timed well, isn't too detrimental. Now, I know you got you guys have grouped together the Da Nang and Hoi An courses into an association for golf, and you're working with the Da Nang Tourism Bureau. Um, have you been coordinating all of the efforts and, and best practices with tourism, or they've been busy with the general tourism practices? Yeah, well, we've um, we've shared all of our initiatives throughout the group, and everybody's pretty much uh, carried out the same same protocols. Um, like we said, it was early on, just um, travel and health declaration forms and temperature checks and uh, mandatory masks and hand sanitizer um, in all areas. And most of the clubs are doing weekly, if not daily, um, additional hygiene um, kind of cleaning throughout the, the clubs. So we, uh, we've definitely kind of worked together and communicated and shared ideas for the last uh, few months. And uh, we do still talk um, briefly, but we realize from the, the government standpoint, um, they've obviously, their main focus is keeping everyone in the country safe. Um, from a business standpoint, we feel once they've, they've gave the all clear, we'll, we'll collaborate more on a recovery plan. Right. Well, um, so you're looking at a recovery time and reopening of uh, at what time at the, the current timeline, if everything works out well? Well, given the uh, the success so far with Vietnam, um, you know, we look at probably some domestic activity starting up again in May. But obviously, that's uh, that's under the um, the control and advice of the local authorities. But um, right. we've kept we've kept the golf course in a condition that we could open within 24 to 48 hours. Um, obviously, uh, some of the, the hotels and accommodation might take a few more days to get a, a few areas fully operational again. Um, but we wanted to make sure the golf course was ready uh, and playable as quick as possible. Um, we know that once we open, we'll mainly be members and probably some domestic uh, business in May. And then depending on how other countries um, recover, uh, we, we imagine that Southeast Asia, um, probably the countries that were hit first and hardest will be the first to recover. So China and South Korea probably opening up midsummer. Yeah, in that respect, your core market is Korea in the winter. So, and uh, the golf courses, from what we understand, are full in Korea right now uh, with play because uh, they are in a, a decent recovery position and they, they can't travel. So it might work out very well for uh, for Vietnam. Yeah, so we, we I put in a bunch of initiatives and we were working on growing the North American market um, as mm. we felt that the destination had grown to a level that it was now appealing for those longer haul flights. Um, we right. feel that's probably not going to be um, feasible um, until after Q3, given their situation. But 
Um, hopefully it turns around quickly for them and they're able to uh, to recover. But um, we've we've looked at um, we'll work on recovering internationally to the like we said the the Korean and China markets. Great. Well, Adam, thank you so much for your time. I understand that you're ensconced in a pretty nice spot uh, if you have to go through uh, lockdown. So I'll let you get back to it and enjoying the rest of the day. But thank you very much. And I uh, look forward to seeing you in person, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, looking forward to, uh, to traveling again. I know all of us uh, had a lot, of, a lot of trips that have been uh, either canceled or deferred. Or, but uh, it'd be nice to get, get back in a plane soon. <laughs> it certainly would, Adam. Uh, please stay safe and we'll be in touch. Thank okay. you. Bye.